everybody, this is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your new favorite podcast that you didn't know existed in Puerto Rico. And today we have a very special guest, Miss Anna Portnoy Bremer. Coming live, we are recording. Where are we at today? We are in a hallway of the English department because <laughs> currently the English department is closed. Which English department, though? At La Yupi, UPR Rio Piedras. The one and only where we actually met. Yes, what, like true. maybe two, two years, ago. years ago? It's crazy. Two long years ago. <laughs> exactly, in this wonderful department. But now you're no longer in the department. You're here by spirit. But where are you located now? I'm currently located in Newark, New Jersey. I am pursuing an MFA that's a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing, specifically in Poetry. Ooh, sounds nice. And what do you plan on doing with that? I am currently trying to produce a manuscript of publishable and original work. I hope to publish it once I am done um, studying the MFA program. And I'm just writing poetry like a beast. Okay. And so what, what, I guess, how did workers call you? What was the thing that made you say, yeah. this is where I need to go to develop my talent, meet these people? Actually, stuff? initially, Rutgers wasn't a part of the plan. Okay. I knew I wanted to apply to MFAs, and then Hurricane Maria happened in Puerto Rico, and it kind of, it kind of screwed with my plans. I wasn't able to apply to a lot of the schools that I wanted to. And Rutgers was in is was in the mix, but um, again, after Hurricane Maria happened, I really thought I was only going to be able to apply to like three schools, and then I realized the deadline was still open, so it was more like a question of chance mm-hmm. and the right moment and the right time. And I applied, and honestly, I thought this was the last school that was going to take me. Wow. But uh, here mm-hmm. I am now. But I also the faculty is amazing. I wanted to study with Rigoberto Gonzalez, okay. a Chicano poet from the very start. And the cohort of students, the incoming students, and the current students who were there as well has, has been beautiful. It's been a really nice community to be a part of. Okay. Yeah. So I know you're a part of a wonderful community, but tell our wonderful listeners a little bit more about yourself. We know that you're doing some great things out there, but who are you? Wow, that's a tough question to answer. Who am I in, in what res- like in what aspect or in what respect? Okay, in, we're not going to talk in a poetic aspect because okay. we'll get there yeah, we'll a little bit that. later. Okay. But since we kind of talk in a, maybe looking at identity, we mm-hmm. talk about spirituality and poetry, I want to mm-hmm. figure out this identity aspect of Anna. Okay. Get to it. But mira, I was raised and based until recently, right before my move to Newark, which was six months ago, on the island in Puerto Rico. And I consider myself fully Puerto Rican, but my parents are Mexican and I was born in New York. But right after being born, my parents moved to Puerto Rico and I was raised here. So I really don't have any memory before my arrival to Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. but I am in constant conversation and negotiation with my Mexicanness as well. Um, and, and what that means, right, to lay claim to my Mexicanness and what it means to lay claim to Puerto Ricanness as well, right? Given, given my, my, multi-dimensional situation right. and what it means to call myself Puerto Rican outside of the island now um, okay as well and how does that look for you and would you consider yourself a first generation Mexican like well like hmm. you know I'm, I'm never quite sure how that works how does that work the first generation okay. second generation thing so I just like my dead luck um <laughs> For me, it's everyone has different definitions, right? I've heard that a first generation could be someone like me, where uh-huh. as your parents migrated from a different country and you were the first born in that country, so you become first generation. Or some people view it as 
the person who migrates to the country, they are the first generation because they move and then their children are second. I view it as I'm first generation, uh-huh. right? Because I was the first one born in America and yeah. since my family comes from Liberia, right? So I'm a first generation Liberian American. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, but that's interesting because if I'm being very honest, I never really asked myself that question because I've always identified with Puerto Rico at okay. least a very large percentage of myself and for a very large percentage of my life I've always identified as Puerto Rican mm-hmm. um, it wasn't until maybe college when I started to think about my Mexican especially because Mexico was passed down to me via my parents and therefore via their memory okay. and so I've been piecing together Mexico in a way and it okay. wasn't until three years ago that I started going back and the Mexico that they remember that Mexico no longer exists either right was that the first time you went back three years ago or had you uh, visited before? I had visited before, but when I was very young. Okay. And I honestly have no, very little to no memory of, okay. of Mexico. And okay. again, that Mexico is close to non-existent, right? Exactly. Me- Mexico City, that's where my parents are from. It's been changing so rapidly and being gentrified really rapidly mm. too. Um, <laughs> but my return more than connecting with the landscape has been reconnecting with family again because okay. it, there's a complicated relationship between my parents and extended family and and art and myself and extended family but in my returns i've been reconnecting with some uncles and a a grandfather um so so that's been interesting and i guess nurturing and tending to that side of my identity that i I wouldn't say i've neglected but i've accidentally like not tended to as much (laughs) but that happens right i feel like for me in my identity as well it's and I was, I was also mm-hmm. thinking about the question, do we have to label, okay, well, I'm American because it's an American uh-huh. thing, right? Because growing up here, did you ever have to feel like you had to identify saying, oh, I'm Mexican, Puerto Rican, yeah. or was it just I'm Puerto Rican? I think it changed. It changed depending on uh, where, uh, well, yeah, time and place, at what point I was in my life. Mm-hmm. But I think what you were, you were heading in that direction right yeah. now with your answer, but identity is not static. It's right. in constant movement, right? So we, sh- we shouldn't have to feel restricted to, li- to labeling ourselves, as you were saying, mm-hmm. as necessarily American or Liberian or American Liberian. I mean, it's, it's based on context so much. It's right. a constant negotiation depending on who you're with, where you are, Definitely. what point in your life you're at. It's right. I know, for example, like I, my mom always stressed, and I had like you guys are African American. You guys are like the true African. Your mom said that always, uh-huh. always, always because just going to the dynamic of like the Black Americans, mm. and then we grew up in like a white suburban area, mm-hmm. and like that dynamic of like racism and how they're viewing and how like um, certain friendships didn't really work because like of cultural misunderstandings uh-huh. between being a Liberian American uh-huh. and like people from the South, right? And um, I didn't. I mean, I always knew that I was Liberian, but I never had to say, "Yo, I'm Liberian." Yo, mm-hmm. I'm Liberian. And then, like, when I got to college, and South Georgia was totally a different environment, right? And so that's a whole new culture of different type of Black Americans, you would say, that I wasn't uh, accustomed to. So I'm like trying mm-hmm. to figure them out, and also figuring out myself mm-hmm. because at that point, that's when I was just like, "Whoa." I'm a black woman. Like, not only am I black, but I'm a woman too. Because um, through the like just discourse of like education, growing up in like Snellville or Grayson, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, Georgia, and the education how like they kind of like told you about what happened to like minorities. But mm-hmm. since I went to a predominantly white school, it was just like, well, that's not gonna happen to me. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I have good education. 
my family is African, so I didn't really view myself as a black person, yeah. right? And so once I got to college and like just different experiences, like and seeing and meeting different people, like having more American friends mm-hmm. than um, people from the islands, people mm-hmm. from other African com- um, countries, um, that made me realize like, hold up, right? Um, and then I had the chance to come and study abroad in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and then I did the Peace Corps for a little while, and I had to represent this person and I'm like wait hold on yeah I'm not just an African-American right I have other stories and then that trying to find that um I guess strength in who I am being able to defend this whether not only just being first generation also being Liberian also being American also loving the Puerto Rican culture that I have found in those few years right before that travel has been just like a journey so I didn't know if maybe like with your Mexican American, not Mexican, Mexican yeah, Puerto yeah, yeah. Rican identity, or trying to like you know reclaiming, especially with your writing. Because yeah. I remember like during the apartment, like you had a trip to Mexico, yeah. And like I remember you were citing a poem of just like the play on words and certain mm-hmm. things that you could pronounce in. Mm-hmm. But I feel the same way about like my mother's language. Like I don't speak it. Mm-hmm. I speak Spanish like pretty fluently, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I learned French decently to be able uh-huh. to understand. But I never mastered speaking Vi. And I feel like such a shame. Like, how can you claim being so Liberian, but you don't even speak your language, but right? But that's, that's, that's very common in terms of, like, diaspora, I'd say, right? With Puerto Ricans in the diaspora, too, who don't, like, absolutely master Spanish. Mm-hmm. And they, ha- they carry a guilt with that or, or a shame, right? Which, I mean, that's a very complicated and, and problematic topic in a way, right? Because, I mean... The, the reality of, of the matter is that they were born in an English-speaking country, right? And it's not their fault where they were born or what the reality of their situation is. And right. speaking English or Spanish does not make you less of a, of a Puerto Rican, right? I mean, I don't think that should be the... Um, absolute like determinant exactly um i mean language is very language is definitely very important in terms Mm -hmm. of like identity Mm -hmm. but we should it's it would be very divisive and exclusive to to deny somebody their puerto ricanness or their or their liberian identity right Right. because it comes more than just language right right the way you eat the way you dress your mannerisms and like for example when i got to go to ghana with the department even though it wasn't Liberia, there were still so many things that were very close to home. Yeah. And they were like, wow, you're Ghanaian. And it's just like, wow, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to be accepted in one. And I feel like with identity, whether, you know, it's whether it's about race, whether it's mm-hmm. about gender, whatever your sexuality mm-hmm. is, it's like you want to be accepted and understand like, hey, I'm like, I don't have to figure out like, well, will yeah. they accept me? I don't know yeah. if I should do this. Is this okay? Am I respecting, right? Mm-hmm. But when someone else, especially with the identity or the group that you want to be categorized in, and they're like, no, you're one of us, that feels good. So yeah. I know whenever I get the chance to go home and mm-hmm. visit Liberia and they're like, welcome home, like that's going to be another yeah. form of healing. Yeah. So I can imagine like being able to retouch and reconnect with For like your sure. Mexican. And For also sure. coming back home after being some months away, yeah. you know, your first snow. I, that was terrible. I hate yeah. the snow. But it's, I mean, it is a complicated field to navigate, right? Because th- those questions are very prevalent, right? Like being careful um, with regards to what you decide to lay claim to, right? Being careful on, uh, with regards to like, um, if you're arriving to, for example, um, I identify as a Puerto Rican from the island, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm living in the diaspora, but I know I'm not from the diaspora. Okay. So in terms of my arrival to Newark, I, I, I've been very careful and very much aware of not appropriating or try to like 
insert myself mindlessly within like the community dynamics of the Puerto Rican communities that have been there for a very long time and who grew up there, whether it's in Newark or in the Bronx or, so I've just been very careful in terms of just, or very mindful in terms of like how I'm inserting myself okay. in those communities, um, how I am engaging with long established dynamics there um, and what it means to be Puerto Rican over there, right? Because I, I believe Puerto Ricanness, or whether Mexicanness, or whether it's a Liberian identity, like that's that's a truth, or it's an identity that a lot of us around the world share, right? Wh whoever decides to lay claim to that, or, or can lay claim to that, but we inhabit those realities differently. So, the way I I am Puerto Rican is not going to be the same way that somebody else is Puerto Rican, but we're all Puerto Rican nonetheless. We just inhabit that truth right. in different and diverse ways, right? And I think that's beautiful because we don't want to simplify. Puerto Ricanness or identity as a whole in that matter, right? To a homogenous. I don't think you can ever simplify no, identity. No. It's such a complex thing. Yeah, and you don't want to simplify it to some homogenous, same sounding thing, right? It's 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 diff there's difference within identity and I think that's part of the part of the beauty of it, right? But okay. yeah, it's a, it's a tough field to navigate. And I mean I I used to explore identity a lot in my work. Um, I, I recently stopped tending to it a little bit. Um, okay. But yeah, I was exploring how my Puerto Ricanness and my Mexicanness were coexisting in this landscape, meaning in Puerto Rico and within the landscape of my body too. And I was okay. writing poetry on that a lot. But then when shit started getting really bad in Puerto Rico, I mean, it's always been very bad. I mean, um, right. in terms of like just the colonial condition of the island. But then I started like, my work started taking a shift and I started really focusing on just like Puerto Rico's like political and humanitarian and colonial crisis or crises. And so my work shifted in that direction. I feel like maybe my poetry needed a break maybe from that or I needed to like tend to something that might I, I thought was a little more urgent. Or shift because you know like like identity we're constantly right we're evolving so, yeah. and that happens with poetry because I remember when I first started writing poetry like I used to always write about death uh -huh. and then it became where I only wrote about like butterflies and like naturaleza and then like now I'm on like the identity then it was like right. a love poem and now then I took a break so it's reflective of where we're at at life definitely yeah. definitely yeah. so now in just you know to transition to the next shift or next space uh -huh. um, uh -huh. for you in your life um as a poet as a poet of i wouldn't like you said you're not saying of the puerto rican diaspora but you are puerto rican right you yeah know, i right? yeah for sure so, no i'm puerto rican how? i just yeah there's a difference between i guess i'm establishing a difference between being a Puerto Rican from the diaspora and being a Puerto Rican in the diaspora. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what do you bring as a become this voice of, uh, into poetry? What do you feel like you bring? What's what's so unique about you? I mean, I'm a. Journey? I honestly, what I think about my quote unquote voice or work is that it's it's a very small part within a very large tradition, and I just like to think of myself or my voice or my work as part of like a like a small piece of cloth in a very large tapestry of voices and it's that collective like a quilt. cloth like a, it's that collective quilt you know, that is going to make a really big impact right it's okay. all of our stories working together that are going to like produce a, a complex well-rounded um super nuanced piece of work whether it's on the island or, or whatever it is that we're writing about right but every narrative that we decide to talk about or that we decide to explore as a society i feel like i'm just a very small 
very small part of that tapestry, but I am, but I'm contributing to that small mm -hmm. part of that tapestry. Okay. So that's what I think about my voice or my work, or it's working in conjunction with other voices. Okay, so what's yeah. next for you? What's next for me? Yes. I, I don't want to think that far ahead. For sure, just finishing this NFA okay. strongly um, with a publishable manuscript. Um, and once I have that, that thesis, no, it's ultimately a thesis, editing it and revising it and starting to submit it. And my, my hope is, and that's what I'm aiming for, returning to Puerto Rico. Okay. For sure. We can't wait. Spending more time with you. I know, I know. I miss you so much. I've been trying to figure out what am I going to do without you in my space and also allowing you to be where you're at because it's not about the past or the future. Yeah. It's about being present in yeah. these moments because there's so much that we need to learn and like there's so many connections that I feel yeah. like you're able to have being there right so once you make those connections you can connect me of course <laughs> of course which is what we're heading over to now we're going to a reading after exactly. this i'm so excited so yeah. excited you're just pushing me into this greatness where i want to you're so. pushing me too you're recording me here right now this is an honor thank you so much for yes baby steps to greatness my very first guest i'm so excited so excited so speaking about connecting where can the people find you Give us your... Yeah, so I have a personal webpage. It's, uh, the address is www.annaportnoybrimmer.com. My last names are spelled P-O-R-T-N-O-Y-B-R-I-M-M-E-R. -M -M -E or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At... Anna Portnoy Brimmer. Okay, just yeah. making sure they know. You know, gotta clear all the bases because... You know, no, yeah, you, you, you want, you know... Mm -hmm. Support you, like, share, and just keep reading and mm -hmm. participating. Would you like to share anything with us before you leave today? I just want to thank you. Oh, thank you, and I want to shout out Issei for putting in all this work, for chasing her dreams, and for making shit happen. I'm trying. Always. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, well, as we end. Um, my usual question is, you know, because this is Issa's way. We're all trying to figure out what's our journey, how's, um, how does Issa's way of getting things. So what's Anna's way? Where's Anna going? And what's your way of living what's this life? What's my way of living this life? My way of living this life is in community with the help of others. I would not be where I am right now without you, without the people in this department, without my family, without friends, without mentors, without the strangers that I encounter on the street and we exchange smiles or glances or things that are meaningful and very small and what might seem but is in an insignificant way. Um, just yeah, with others, with the help of others. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Anna, for joining <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. Can't wait for the big things that are mm -hmm. coming for you. 2019 for us for us for us yes let's claim it we are ending now where it all started yeah. that's such a beautiful blessing it's circularity yeah. right it's, it's not ending it's not ending exactly it's, in it's continuing mm -hmm. but yes sankofa for sure we're moving thank you thank you thank you so much all right guys stay tuned for the next episode this is isa's way um be blessed